Well, greetings, friends. That was not the way it's supposed to be. Oh, my goodness. That's a good start. Yeah. And that nice Amish interruption there. The Outlook email. Uh, how did I turn the sound off? It's not good. Yeah, whatever. We'll just deal with it. It can't. No, I'll just close it. No, oh, there you go. All right. Sounds good. One more time. Well, greetings, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Scramble Podcast, brought to you by Farmer's Hen House. Eggs that not only taste good, but do good for the hen, for the farmer, for the environment, and most importantly, for you. And today, we are joined by a special guest, a seasoned vet now, Mr. Verton Holstetler. Is that your last name? Yes, sir. Okay, well, you did sure. pretty good on that. I didn't do much research there, but... No, that's okay. Holstetler? Hostetler. Hostetler. What's that mean? What's that, that mean in Amish? In Amish? Yeah. Hostetler. Yeah. <laughs> That's German right there. Is there well, a, it does have a meaning does from, it? from the German background. Um, ho would be for like high. Okay. And so the first settlers, that's what I'm told, the first settlers of my ancestors would have like settled up high on the hill. So they started calling them the high settlers. So in German, it would be Hostetler. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's amazing to understand where last names, surnames come from. I know, right? Some, you know, might be really unique. Like, Mm -hmm. they have that story of just simply saying hi to someone who is above you. Yeah. Is that how you put it? Yeah, basically, they settled high on the hill, and so they just wanted to uh, give them a nickname, I guess, and then it stuck, and somebody wrote their last name as that, I guess. Yeah. My last name's Erickson, and that just means son of Eric. That's it. Oh, really? Well, when yeah. it goes, yeah, Eric's son. Well, that's amazing. It's not. No, it's not amazing. No, I, I wish it meant it's like boring, some kind yeah. of, that had a story to it, right? You know, that was uh, a Smith, and that means so what family's was, a So what was Eric's last name? Man, there's the question, right? That is the question. We're not going to get that get to that today, man. That, yeah, we'll put that on a part three. So... If you're tuning in, listening to this, we thank you. This is part two of what it means to be Amish. So probably about four or five months ago, uh, and we're going to have some ambiance here. We are hanging out in Burton's office, which is kind of a noisy place. Can we say that? Does that offend you? No, No, that's okay. okay, But the next part, you're going to have to edit out here, Brett. But do you hear my radio on your... um, yeah. What? Do I hear you? Do you hear people talking on my radio? I got my radio earmuff plugged in or earplug plugged in. Oh, no, in, no, I don't hear that. And so they're coming right to my ear, and I can hear if they yell at me or want me. Okay. Then we can pause. Gotcha. And go take care of business. But that's, so I have it in there. I just don't want the populate, you know, the people to hear that. So. No, only you hear that, man. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. So that, now we're back. That microwave's not on, is it? No. Oh, okay. It just has kind of an orange tint to it. All right. Anyway, um, so we had done a podcast with Verton about what it means to be Amish because Verton, shockingly, is Amish. And uh, the reality is that we don't get many Amish folks on our podcast, willing to do the podcast for various reasons. But we paid Verton enough money to get him to do it. Yeah, Yeah. today's my last day I'm going to retire. Brett just done and offered me enough money to retire. That's right. He's going to go on top. We're going to send him out with a new horse, too. Yeah, there we go. And uh, he, we should be able to make for some, some good content here. But 
we had some follow-up questions and we kind of opened the door to for people if they did have questions to to ask those from our previous podcast so you can go back you can listen to uh, what it means to be amish part one with verton uh but we're just going to follow up and see if we can't uh there's a noise there there stops see if we trying to figure out what that was see if we can't dig even deeper into verton's life uh but particularly as it relates to to being amish because for many people who aren't amish there might be a lot of mystery or questions around what it means to be Amish. Might be confusion. And so to start, we had some people send in some questions for Verton. And so we can just start with those and then we'll see where uh, this probably half hour takes us. Sound good, Verton? Yeah, that sounds totally ter- ter- so real, good. Real quick, Verton, what's your role here at Farmer's Hen House? So maintenance manager uh, is my and I say maintenance manager. Actually, I'm the only maintenance guy here. So um, I yeah. guess, you know, if you call that a manager, I get to manage my own life here, I guess. There you go. Besides How's that going? what the boss makes me do. Or Brett. Yeah. No, anyway, yeah, that's my role here is maintenance manager, taking care of the machine, keeping things uh, oiled and greased and bra- fixing anything that happens to break. Can you pretty much fix anything, do you think? Um. There's a few things that, as far as mechanically wise, yeah, yeah anything can be fixed. Okay. Uh, but as far as like try- computer, you know, softwares, you know, glitches or whatever, yeah, sure. no, not really. Um, the Sonova, which is the brand of grader we got, they can log on from Michigan or Netherlands, wherever they choose to mm-hmm. log on because everything's hooked up to the internet. Yeah. And uh, they can read code. They can tell me what direction to go to find the problem, which sensor, which cable is... So they, a blank. they provide the, the map, kind of the diagnostic for what's wrong, and they can just send you right to that part. And, yeah, you know. yeah, just about, I'm going to say about five months ago, I had an incident where I had the one part of the machine just randomly freezing up, stopping, you know. Yeah. Couldn't figure out what was going on, and uh, we, um, I called them up, and they logged on from Michigan, and okay. uh, the tech help desk, and he called me about back about 10 minutes later, and he said, uh, it's appearing like this sensor over here is having a little bit of glitching. You know, it glitches out, and that's what makes it stop. Yeah. I said, really? So I went over and I watched it, and, and it was uh, working fine, I thought. and uh, But it was glitching in the cable, we finally discovered. And here I changed the cable, and it worked. Um, all thanks to them being able to log on and read code and see where the error is coming from. Yeah. So before you had a high-tech grader like the one we have now, was it a lot more work to try it was. to figure out and troubleshoot? It was because we didn't have it hooked up. You know, we couldn't hook it on to, up to online. Yeah. So they couldn't log on. So I was on the phone. I would be on the phone with a tech guy, and he'd be giving me tips what to try. Okay. This causes this. This is normally what causes this. You know, kind of thing. And then it was more just me, you know, him teaching me or walking sure. me through a project on how and, to and get giving it. you a lot of different options of what yeah. could, could be wrong. Yeah. So this saves a lot of time and probably money being it, able to it does just pinpoint yeah yeah the problem. Well, cool. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing, man. Okay, keeping you're it, keeping keeping the eggs running. That's the plan. Yeah, without Verdon, there's no eggs in your carton. Oh, man. Right? Well, no, there's no carton in your stores. Oh, there you go. Because we're yeah, not gonna the, put empty cartons in the stores. This is you true. Verdon here or not? Yeah, a so, lot. Yeah, that's a good point, man. They'd thanks probably hire somebody up. else. That'd be better. Um, if I'd quit, you know, if I wouldn't be here. Yeah, but, and that's that's know. on the record now. 
<laughs> no, anyway, yeah, I just I enjoy my job and uh, I love what I do most days. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just like any job. You have good days. And you have some days that aren't so good. Yeah. But, so and that that has nothing to do with being Amish. That's just being a human, right? Uh, good days and bad you're right, days. But it also does take some. Uh, it also takes, you know, if you're we were brought up to face the day, bring what it may accept it um it's part of life really because yeah. you're gonna have some days that are good some days that aren't but just because you're not having a good day don't mean that you got to get discouraged and walk away and pout yeah you know so you, just because you're not having a good day doesn't mean it's a bad day you're right because does that Brett, make any sense yeah that okay. well, the part that the part that makes sense on that would be tuesdays and thursdays is the day that brett's here yeah and then you know is well, it, we'll, we'll, we'll have it hang right there okay to see if that's a good or bad day yeah I, I, we'll, we'll put in ellipses and yeah. just let everyone decide for themselves yep well today's gonna be a good day man yes it is because we're gonna get just everything out of you oh, is that all right no you're not no okay I promise you're you gonna won't. keep some secrets from us yeah, all right well hey one of the first questions that got asked to you was is there an amish mafia and that question comes from i think it was on the discovery channel and I think it, it took place in Pennsylvania, perhaps. But there were there was this supposed to be a, a reality show about an Amish uh, community where there was there's this Amish mafia that kind of controlled things. So, do you know is that actually true or not? Is there an Amish mafia? So your question is if there's an Amish mafia, um, and I'm going to answer that with there is something like obviously the show or the movie that they put together yeah and have you seen this but is it real life happening so here's a question too have you seen the show by chance or have or did you hear I've about it i've heard small i've seen small clips of it okay from time to time but yeah. not the whole thing uh as far from what i heard what the show is about um i hope i don't feel it's true I don't feel it's a very true picture of us of us Amish. Yeah, I feel that it's very twisted and yeah. Is it or, or is it kind of the situation where no matter what community you're in, there's always going to be some some bad apples. There is. Um, so you know, and with that being said, I said I don't feel like it's totally true. Sadly enough, I gotta gotta say that there are some Amish that do retaliate when they're mistreated. Yeah. And and just being Amish, you know, we're all humans. Sure. But we um, we try to practice non-resistance. Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, yeah, I sadly enough, some people do retaliate. Can I say that none of that happens? No, I cannot say that that it that none of it happens. But as a whole, no, we do not try to go out. If somebody misuses us. We do not want to go out and just you know, take revenge out on them and, yeah. and uh, tell, show them who's boss and all that. Yeah. So it may be true in part, you know, but the, the reality is that the Amish mafia isn't in every Amish community. You know, we're calling the Amish mafia just to give them a name, but people who retaliate, yeah. who try yeah. to dictate a community and maybe get some more money out of that. Right. Yeah. Like a, Mafia to sum it up a little bit, I would say, you know, um, you know, somebody, you know, the people that did that show, uh, 
mind I had some uh, some, some facts, a little bit of facts mm-hmm. of the bad side of the Amish. Yeah. Um, the small percentage of the Amish that actually, sadly enough, have want to retaliate when somebody mistreats them and aren't, you know, um, they're not. But why doesn't somebody go make a show or a movie of all the good things or like why do we tend to when when there's a when there's a separate sect of people we tend to like look sure what they all the bad i'm not i'm just i'm yeah. just thinking you know um not that i'm asking for any kind of movie made of me <laughs> but or anybody well, else i'm just saying you yeah. know it, it i think it gets very twi- it got very twisted and society looks at it as oh this is how all amish operate Sure. Well, no, because not all um, Americans operate the same. Not all. It's it, the principle applies to any group yeah. of people, right? Yeah. Any community, yeah. and you know, to your question, why won't they make a show about the good things that you know an Amish community would do? Mm-hmm. Well, because uh, they don't. That want doesn't to be, sell. That's yeah. not. That's not yeah. interesting or exciting, you're, right? You're right on that part. I yeah. mean, it's the uh, kind of the underbelly of a community. Is what piques people's interest, and yeah, that's how we're nature. Yeah, unfortunately, we can maybe get that in a whole other podcast. The nature of humanity. Well, that would then not have a whole lot to do with Amish. That would just more have just, to do with the nature of humanity. That's yeah. right. So, to the question: Is there an Amish mafia? Uh, sure, but is it indicative of all Amish communities? No. You're right. You so got, you answered that right, Brett. All right, thanks. Uh, how come you don't have a beard? How come I don't have a beard? Yeah. Well, a lot of Amish people, or is, Amish, people, Amish men, I should clarify, have yeah. beards. So in this community, you know, um, we covered some of this in another podcast, but that's fine. We'll we just, did? We did, but we'll cover it again. Uh, you know what, we don't. People need we'll to, just get, get, give us the uh, Basically, quick, quick you know, summer. why I don't have a beard is because I'm not married. There you um, go. Normally, in our community here, if you've got a beard, you're married. Um, if you don't have a beard, you're a single, single guy. It's like a wedding ring. Yep. Yeah, okay. So what do you think about a guy with a mustache like me? Oh, I'm, I'm married and I don't have a beard, but I do have a mustache. Oh, he's terribly good looking, you know. Is that uh, it? Okay, okay good. Just, I'll take that, man. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't think much about it. Yeah. You know? But okay. on the Amish man around here, you wouldn't see that. It yeah. Be no, no, mu- just mustache. Okay. Um, do uh, do Amish people have smartphones? We kind of covered cell phones, mm-hmm. but the difference, like you have a flip phone. And you had talked about, I think, why in the last podcast. Yeah. But what about yeah. a smartphone? Would that so, be something that would... So a smartphone um, in our church, in our community here, no. Yeah. Uh, we would not. And the simple reason is because, well, we don't have computers, we don't have internet. you know. So what would a smartphone do us really any good? Um, the way we look at it is a smartphone just opens the door for a lot more temptations and a lot more... Um, Distractions. Yeah. 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 From our... and, and part of the Amish lifestyle is to avoid distractions, things that you would consider a distraction yeah, or temptation yeah, or definitely we, yeah. we want to you know and it's and it, it's hard you can't you know you know you can't avoid all distractions you know we need something to live yeah so, you know uh for the most part that's probably that's why we don't have a smartphone is just simply to try and keep our because one one of the things that I've, I've come across in talking to people and their kind of confusion and their mystery is that they feel like some Amish communities are a contradiction in part where they uh, may embrace some technology, but not all technology. But I think what it's happening in 
those critiques is that they're missing what the the philosophy of the Amish lifestyle is. So where it's not a perfect, no, there's no perfect system, right? I think we can agree on that. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's a philosophy of one operating highly in community, kind of as a bigger family, right? Mm-hmm. A bigger group of people uh, helping each other out, working in unison. Um, but then secondly, it's also, and again, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this, but secondly, though, uh, it's a, a real effort to um, try to rid your life as, as it makes sense of, you know, things that might be trivial distractions or things that uh, might, again, like you said, cause temptation, right? To uh, pursue something that you feel like is probably not in your best interest. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, I would say. I would feel like so if somebody says hey you know why do the Amish do this why do the Amish they can have cell phones but they can't have electricity you know I feel like there's a principle of what well it's not a perfect system right no and that will vary from community to community like I touched last time on the last podcast you know every community kind of chooses how they what they need and how they want to operate as a community uh, from state to state you know, yeah, church to church within that state. Right, right. Each each Amish community is indicative of its own nuanced mm-hmm. philosophy, mm-hmm. right? And, yeah, and worldview. Well, that's good. Um, somebody uh, sent a question in about uh, whether or not you still race horses. Race or race? Race. Uh, I have never raced horses for money. Um, just after the singing evenings, you know. Maybe if you were the Amish boys. Mafia, you might though, right? Amish, well, I don't know. You can get away with any Amish Mafia. I'm not sure. Or gambling. I don't know. No, okay. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly, but there's a reason that I don't really believe in the Amish Mafia, you know, and say that it's, you know, and it's that reason is because um, I don't want to get involved in. I was just giving you a hard time. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I take it back. Yeah, I know. You're, you're fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I even got to the singing, you know, I like to, we all, all us boys like to get out and see whose horse can go the fastest and just for a fun. Without a buggy on it? No, no, no. With a buggy With on a it. Buggy. Oh, oh really? Yeah, we wouldn't ride at our horses. So it would be driven. So we'd be riding with the buggy or so the road. On a gravel road? road? Yeah. yeah. And you're racing the horses on a gravel road? Oh, yeah. How fast do you get up to, you think? Well, you know, none of us or I shouldn't say none of us, but most of us don't have speedometers, so I don't know for sure. But I'm going to guess, you know, someone will get up to 30. Yeah. That's a decent race there with the yeah. buggy. So uh, some people have made comments, not to you, but just in general I've seen over my time working here, about whether horses are treated well or not. What's your relationship with your horse like? Very, I, I feel like my horse is treated as well as I can treat him without um, using him like he'd be my child. <laughs> okay. So um, I make a difference between, you know, it's still, you know, I still feel a horse is an animal, um, but I do, you, you should not abuse your animals. Yeah. Um, so what, what's your horse's name? Uh, don't even have a name. Don't even have a name, just no, horse. I just, yeah, well, I've got a couple horses, and I, you know, I buy them as a two-year-old. I train them, drive them for a year, a year and a half, two years, yeah. and then I'll sell them, and somebody will buy them to have for a buggy horse, okay. and then I'll buy another young one to train. So I don't 
have a big habit of naming all my horses, but I've got some kind of identification. Like right now, I've got a black horse with a white blaze, you know. Yeah. And so if somebody is asking me about, I say, yeah, you remember that black horse in the head with a white blaze, you know, or. So it's and and for you, it's not. I mean, the horses are are a utility, right? They're not a yeah. pet. They're not a pet. No. Um, and too, you're you're training them and then you're mm-hmm. selling them. Um, for somebody who, you know, maybe will have the horse for a lot longer than you do and will treat it, you know, like maybe it's a pet and give it a name and such. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, for you, yeah, horses are a part of, it sounds like too, a kind of a bit, a, a side business maybe. Is that right? It is. It is. And, and you, with you asking about the, how we treat our horses and stuff, just, I was just thinking about that just now. And, you know, we have. I, I can honestly say I feel like our um, our community here, and as the if you look at the general Amish culture mm-hmm. today, where it was twenty years ago, um, we're probably treating our horses better and uh, taking care of our horses better than what you know. Maybe there in, might be a reputation in history or something. It has come to the point where we. Um, we most of us that you know we we drive horses uh some of some of them drive horses because that they have to because they're the amish lifestyle others drive horses because they love driving horses for me i love driving horses i love working with horses so i probably take better care with my horses as far as minerals vitamins feeding them promptly yeah um take making sure that their feet is balanced that they're well taken care of that their pens are dry they got water all the time I probably take better care of my horses than I do of my own body. Yeah. And with that being said, you know, for me, I'm like, well, I know if something starts hurting, you know, I got to slow down and take care of it. Sure. But for a horse, they can't talk. Right. So I need to keep them comfortable. I need to be watching for signs when they're hurting so that I can take care of that. Sure. So that and they get, can be get as ahead comfortable. Yeah. Because I believe that a healthy horse and a well taken care of horse is going to enjoy and want to work. Yeah. Well, and I think, is it, would you call that your own principle or was that a, an Amish principle? And I feel like that's becoming a very much an Amish principle. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of Amish that enjoy driving horses because their horses are getting better because they're more looking for better quality, um, better, better pedigree horses. Mm-hmm. So then they're going to, if they're going to pay a little bit more money for them, they're going to take better care of them. Yeah. And I think, I mean, just in you know my short time here, it seems like that principle applies not just to horses, but to all livestock, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, just in the, the way the, the farmers care for the hens or for, you know, their goats or their sheep or their cows, whatever livestock they may have. Yeah. There's a sense of stewardship and of uh, understanding that the better you care for an animal, the better production. And the better performance. Yeah, performance you're going to get out of that animal. Yeah. That's good. So with riding horses, particularly riding in a buggy, in the middle of winter what's that like how do you stay warm my buggy it's not hard whatsoever because i can close the windows and um you gotta i've only got two little slots that the lines come through and then my my buggy is insulated or has kind of an insulation is there a heating system for it i do not my body you just dress according um but i mean it gets you know negative 20 windshield here people that go out snowmobiling yeah. How do they dress? How do they stay warm? Okay. There's not sure. heaters on a snowmobile very much. Yeah. There's a little bit of a heater, I think, coming up to your handlebars, you know, on a snowmobile. Sure. Where you get your, you know, your handlebars. Have you, have you been on a snowmobile? I have. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. yeah it's fun. 
It wasn't being pulled by horses, was it? No. Okay. No, it had an engine. Okay. It was an actual snowmobile. And with that being said, you know, we could all ask, how do they stay warm? How do they stay warm? Well, they dress according. Yeah. And so that's that's just with like a Amish driving a horse and buggy, you know. How do we stay warm in our buggies? We dress according. So what are those moments, whether this applies or not, but it just gave me this question. What are those moments when you're like, man, it's hard to be Amish. Like, is it like, yeah. oh, it'd be so great to have a heater in my a car right now? And Well, that part has never bothered me as far as getting cold or whatever. You know, when it's really cold and it's so cold for me to go out in the buggy, yeah. then it's going to be really cold for my horse. And so then I'll refrain from taking my horse. Okay. We'll act if it gets so cold, we'll just take a know, ri- get a ride from someone. That or we'll just not go. Okay. Or we'll just uh, stay just, at home. Just work from home? Yeah. Or so, Well, I never work from <laughs> home. But... I'll catch a ride with one of my coworkers to work because sure. I drive my horses a lot to work. Yeah. But as far as like personal events, like evenings going to um, church or whatever, you know, if it's so cold, we'll probably just cancel church services for that Sunday yeah. or whatever. So with that being said, you know, the cold's not a factor for you. If 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 it's cold, too cold for me to be out, then it's going to be for me. It's going to be too cold for my horse to be out. Right. Because make a horse run through the wind like that and it's that cold it's not healthy for them either yeah so also at the same time i'm looking out for the well-being of my horse right so be so but being cold doesn't give you like amish remorse like oh man not really being cold but probably where the most where it where it's like oh man kind of sucks this is living this lifestyle and is when um when you want to get somewhere really quick Yeah, yeah and you're like Boy, I got to drive seven miles to get there. Yeah. And it's going to take me 40, 40 how long, 45 minutes. So know? here we are, what about like eight miles from town? Uh, we're going to be about six. How long How long six. does that take by horse to get in? Uh, I would figure about 35 to 40 minutes. Six miles and 35 to 40 Approximately, minutes? Approximately. If you go, I mean, if you'd go five minutes a mile yeah. average. Um seven miles is 35 minutes well that's that's moving right along for five minutes a mile is going to put you right at um five into 60 I don't, I'm, I'm sorry i'm not even thinking in my head of 12, trying to figure 12 this out. miles an hour average yeah yeah okay and to go five minutes a mile so uh i don't um so if you're traveling at five miles an hour and you got a six mile trip you're looking at 30 minutes no five minutes a mile yeah. I got you all confused. Five Six minutes miles. a mile is 12 miles an hour. Five minutes a mile is 12 miles an hour. Yes. Got you. Okay. Got it? Because five I'm following times 12 yeah, is I was, 60. I was an English major. And there's and, yeah. 60 minutes in an hour. So so you're not going five five miles per hour. No, you're going five minutes a mile. So you yeah. got six miles to go. Got you. So you're going. I'm just basically figuring out how many miles. So five minutes a mile. Man, this is so confusing. Times six miles. Okay. Six I'm times take five is 30 it. minutes to get six miles at five minutes a mile. Yeah. Okay. I got you. Yeah. Yeah, Brett. Man, you got it. Well, so miles, miles per hour. All right. Never mind. We're done. <laughs> Moving on. So, ah, so, so some, some of the... Uh, what high school? Did, I mean, how far did you go in high school? Dude, I can't shame my high school right now. They're, they're, they're going to... No, we don't dis, need to say dis, what high school. Disown me. You went all the way through high school. I went, went all the way through college, high school. Probably. Went through college. Went through uh, graduate school. And I got to an eighth grade education. And I, I went, passed you in arithmetic. That's well, that's kind of... Well, I, honestly... I may get proud about that, may I not? 
Can you get proud about it? I mean, dude, if it if it goes along with your Amish lifestyle, by all means, man, you feel no, good I about just, it. I gotta give you a hard time, man. When it's my opportunity, gotta yeah, yeah, no, me. yeah, you gotta take it while you got it, man. Hey, it's, Kendall's not here. Times are few and far between. Yep, Kendall's not here. So now, so you, I've took become his spot. the scapegoat. Yes, you okay, have. excellent. Well, at least at least I'm something to you then. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so getting somewhere fast yeah. is one of those times where you have that tension of like oh man this lifestyle is hard yeah it's kind of like oh man if i could just drive a car boy i'd be there in a couple of minutes but yeah. you know then i gotta think you know uh people that drive cars i got a brother that went to the mennonites yeah yeah. he still lasts at the parties yeah he still he doesn't get there on time that to me <laughs> it's not what how long it takes you get there it's what time you start off yeah so if you want to take off and be somewhere by six thirty, but, but but maybe he's still shaking off his Amish lifestyle and he's thinking that it's not going to take him nearly as long because he has his car. Well, if that would know. be the case, then he would be there always early because he's used to taking yeah, that's off true. thirty-five minutes before party time yeah. or supper time, and so then he would take off at. For a six thirty meal, he'd be taken off at five to no, four, I, six o'clock. I got you. I got you. you yeah, know, yeah. There's no excuse. There's no excuse, man. Yeah. What's the, what's the deal? I have to talk to him about what it means to be men and No, I, I'm just saying that you know it, it it that's how it is in life. If you really look at it seriously, you know we we um it's sometimes not what we're doing. It's sure. how we plan. We all have 24 hours in a day. You know. Yeah. And we spend more time windshield time than what car drivers yeah, so, get somewhere. So what do you th- what do you think that what is it that it has to take so long for you to get to a place, obviously by a horse? What do you think that does to inform either the maybe the culture, the community uh, of the Amish or just your own kind of personal reflection? Because I think about, you know, a lot of times people may not have kind of a block of time where they just have it to themselves. You know, maybe some people do. If, like I commute to, to work here about... 40 miles away and so I got some mm-hmm. time to be contemplative and reflect on life and such yeah um, but to think that would be such a, a part of every single day assuming you're going somewhere it seems like you'd have a lot of time on your hands to think about a lot of things you do most times or are you singing are you singing songs as you're well, driving see, yeah so most times we would um, because we're taking the horse and buggy we would um very seldom drive by ourselves okay so, so we would commute with um family member sure or friend or whatever a lot of times you know you don't act see somebody driving by themselves really because they don't want to drive run that many horses because right. yeah, yeah you know it's still and so we would you know more carpool or whatever you call it, buggy Buggy pool would be the correct term in the Amish, right? Yeah. Because, you know, you're not carpooling. But sure. anyway, um, so then we have somebody to chat with as we go. Okay. So we'll be discussing the day's happenings or whatever. So, yeah, you're, you're buggy pooling most times. Mm-hmm. And so you're able to connect with whoever yeah. you're with. Um, is it loud in the buggy? Is it hard to talk? So it would demand, we have rubber tire on our buggies. The that makes it around a little softer. Steel wheels. And so the rubber tire is fairly quiet, especially yeah. if you're on pavement. Uh, nothing unbearable where you're like you can't talk to each other. You yeah. can always talk to each other. You know, yeah. you might have to raise your voice just a little bit. Sure. Without yelling. Now, have you, have you ever heard of anyone taking a, a horse and buggy through a toll booth? No. No, that'd be someone. It would almost be. Yeah. Um, Imagine you get charged. I'm guessing they would charge you for eight wheels, right? Four legs and four wheels. Well, they they might. An eight wheeler. Boy. 
man. That'd get expensive. That would. That's a good thing you don't have to. Imagine. Get well, up there I, I used... and the horse would be like, I don't want to stop here. And he'd go right through the the gate, you know, the. the yeah. The the toll, yeah, the toll booth. Toll the, booth gate. Yeah. So I, I used to live in New York City. And to, I think, I can't even remember now. It's been so long. But to get in, and I was not a New Yorker. I was only there for three years. But to get into the city, you had to pay like 15 bucks in tolls every time. That sucks. Yeah, it sucked. Uh, I mean, that was we spent fifteen bucks to go to Ohio in tolls. Yeah, but you got a ride there. Yeah. Yeah. Fourteen passenger van. Right. Yeah. Two so, axles. Yeah. So there's that. Um, so any other points of like uh, regret or tension in thinking of your lifestyle? You said trying to get somewhere fast. Like, do you ever see, like, an advertisement for a movie, and you're like, oh, man, I want to go see, you know, the new Batman No, that had like never, that. no, that wouldn't really. Um, you know, uh, the other thing would be maybe the sight of not being able to have a smartphone or, a, or internet access where you could look up something. Like, let's say, you know, I love watching farm auctions. Um, you're an auctioneer, aren't you? Well, anyway. What? You're going to gloss over that? Well, I can you give some. us your can you give us a little auctioneer voice? Oh, man. Come on, for the listeners. Come on, man. Yeah, this is what it means to be on them. Maybe next time. What it means to be an auctioneer? We'll do what it means to be an auctioneer yeah. next time. Yeah, there we go. Okay. And how that goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you like watching? I love watching. I actually do some auctioneer. We have a local consignment sale down here in, in uh, just east of Kelowna. Hey, that real, I help at real quick. And, uh, uh, and this is for my own personal. Um, uh, my own personal personal gain and uh, curiosity. There used to be exotic or alternative animal auctions in Kelowna. There had there was. What happened to them? Uh, when when the COVID hit hit it, it stopped it stopped it, oh, and man. it never started again because of all the. That was one of my favorite things. Yeah. I mean, these and just if, if you haven't been to an alternative animal auction, um, they are just a, an opportunity for people to buy animals that they wouldn't otherwise be able to buy. Like I remember I went one time and there was a, a camel mm-hmm. and there was a yak mm-hmm. uh, and there's yes. lots of exotic birds, different yes. types of chickens, yes. um, peacocks. There's, I think there was flying squirrels, zebras, mm-hmm. things like that. Did you ever go to those? I have went to one of those auctions. They don't really interest me because there's nothing but like horses. They're not cattle. They're not um, equipment. So, so they're just, like, they're just, to me, it's not much gain. There's no practice. I mean, it's I just... I don't really take part in that. It's just for appreciation for people who want, you know, who might have a farm and want to have a camel, raise yeah, a camel. Yeah, I, I have no problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I just... So, hey, somebody told me real quick. Somebody told me there's a camel dairy not far from here. Does that sound like something you've heard of? There was one out in Indiana. Okay. Can you imagine if that thing would kick you? That probably hurt. No, it probably wouldn't hurt. You wouldn't find out what happened. Oh, you'd be dead? Ah, no. no. Okay. I don't know. That could be, but, but yeah, them things can kick. They say like a worse than a mule, like both, not just one. Yeah, yeah, okay. I'm not sure, but they they say they can kick like all fierce. Yeah, I'll take your word for it. So, uh, so auctioneering, not that you're not able to do that, but you would like to watch videos. I do. Auctions. I really enjoy that. I enjoy yeah. auctions, and I enjoy you know. So, um, so having internet, obviously. Yeah, that's YouTube, what we YouTube gives you the ability to yeah, access yeah, that pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But other than that, it sounds like, I mean, 
you're pretty content. I, mean, I would feel like as an I Amish am. guy can be. I, 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 be- I would I would feel like I as am. an Amish guy can be without a beard. Yeah, right. Oh, why <laughs> doesn't that wasn't that contending? Maybe maybe that's what we'll we'll do next is do a podcast on why what, I'm not married. Yeah, why why uh, Burton's not married and what kind of spouse he's looking for. Ooh. Yeah, that you c- might get too many responses, Brett. Okay, yeah, we won't we won't bombard you then. You got too up, much work. You got to get done. We don't want to blow up your inbox. That's that's right. You know, and you don't have internet, so I, I'd have to be the one to handle it, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I wonder how that would be. A married guy handle that for me. Well, you have to pay me. There's a broker fee. <laughs> you know, there's there's these. Uh, Websites, you, like you may Amish have heard of it. AmishDatingSite.com, right? Is, is there one? Is there an Amish dating site? You got to run it by kerosene, you know. Yeah, that of course. Yeah, kerosene and solar-powered internet. There we go. Right. Um, is there an Amish dating site? You think? Not that I'm aware. Wouldn't of. that be funny? That'd be something to uh, Google. But I think, uh, <laughs> but you know, there's lots of different dating sites, which it sounds like you've heard of. Yeah. So like, I've heard about them. I've never pursued them. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. My dating site is my volleyball game, you know? Oh, yeah? Uh, so are you, are you an avid volleyball player? Oh, I love it. Is it your favorite sport? It is. Okay. Do you ever watch any professional volleyball games? I, I do every occasion, but no, I don't really. Do like the Olympic, time. Summer yeah. Olympic volleyball? They play games. so fast in the Olympics, so you can barely watch where that ball is going. That's not, your, that's not your level of play? Well, that's no. I'm not quite that quick. Okay. And uh, quite that professional. Well, you got you got a couple of years yet to get ready. School. Yeah, okay. I love volleyball. That's my favorite sport. In fact, uh, a week and a half ago, in fact, this Thursday night we'll have a game. Two weeks ago on Thursday. Who's we? Our youth group. Okay. And uh, two weeks ago, I think on Friday night, we had a game. And uh, no, it was Thursday nights because the next morning I came to work and I told my coworkers, just why can't we make an occupation out of volleyball? I yeah. I love it so much. You know, that could, that would be a great like Hollywood movie, like Ooh. the rise of the Amish volleyball team that goes and kind of beats all these, you know, stellar college, collegiate teams or professional my best, teams. I got to tell you this, my best volleyball team, yeah. my best volleyball, best volleyball uh, game that I had yeah. was about, um, I'm going to say 10 years, no, eight years ago, six to eight years ago. Um, there was a gathering down in Bloomfield, Iowa, just a bunch of single guys. Mm-hmm. And so we put teams together evenings after supper. And, um, I just so happened to know one of the guys on one of the teams that they had put together and uh, they would just pick and choose their teams, you know, just split up, make teams and play each other. And, um, I knew one of the guys I was talking with him and he was like, Oh, I better go play volleyball. And I'm like, Oh, who are you playing with? And he's like, Oh, some friends over here that I know, you know? And I'm like, Oh, could I play on your team? And he was like, Maybe, yeah. I, let me see what they say. And so I did. That was and your first were, volleyball experience? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. no. This is my best volleyball Best one. Experience. Okay, gotcha. And uh, we had, so we went and started playing. We had seven guys on our team. And yeah. we were undefeated that yeah. night. How many games? Uh, we played from, I'm going to say it was about 10 o'clock until 2 o'clock. Okay, yeah. And we played, I don't know how many games. Yeah, in but there. a lot. But we were lined up, and at one time we had like we were just kept winning and winning and winning. Everybody would play, and then we'd have boys come up to us and be like, "We're next." Yeah. We had like four teams in a row waiting to play on us um, because they were just sure they're gonna they're gonna yet win, and we're gonna lose. And we just kept smoking them. Yeah, and uh, we we won so every night. It was night. it was a it was a volleyball game or games for the ages. Ah, uh, 
I mean, for you, you uh, don't, you dominated. It was a, yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. It was the best. So, uh, that reminds me, have you ever played spike ball? Have you, have you heard of spike ball? That just, just, uh, entered our youth group okay. in the last year. Some, some we volleyball. Have like two spike ball games. I've split, I've played a little bit of it. I was not so terribly um, sold on it. Yeah. But uh, it was it was fun. Yeah. But I enjoyed. I was, it. But some of the youth just really love it, you know. So how? I mean, I guess the question is: Is volleyball kind of the sport for the Amish, or are there other sports that? Softball Amish... is a pretty big one. Okay. I'm not much into softball. Yeah. In fact, I would rather work than play softball. Oh wow. So a disdain them. Oh, yeah. you don't disdain your work, but you know. No, I would yeah. rather just. I don't get any enjoyment out of softball. Sure. Volleyball is my favorite. So why why has has basketball or football or soccer had a place in Amish? Uh, soccer, not so much. Okay. Um, I would say um, it'd be a softball and volleyball, and then you said uh, basketball, basketball or football. Or football. Football in some areas. Oh, okay. My cousins in Ohio, they would play a bit of, they used to play quite a bit of just football, you know, yeah, evenings yeah. and stuff. Boys would get out and play football. Basketball. Um, in this area, that was very, I'd say 20, 25 years ago, they played a lot of basketball. Okay. Now, not so much. We don't play any basketball. What's the, is there a story behind it? Do you know? No, I think it just kind of migrated from basketball to volleyball mm -hmm. and, um, that's we could it. more we could play volleyball better as a youth group as a co-ed yeah yeah that makes and not sense. so much basketball you couldn't you'd just be with a couple guys you know yeah that's true so. and uh yeah it's just yeah easier to play with a more diverse community yeah, yeah. that makes sense okay uh why not zippers why buttons why buttons no zippers um just simply uh the biggest reason i would say would be you know, it's another thing where we're trying to separate from the world, from society. So we would want to have more of a plainer. Um, so would, so buttons aren't as flashy, maybe, or what? Yeah. Is and, that how you and, put it? Yeah. And okay. just basically try to separate from what the society has to offer. Yeah. Well, and you figure, too, you know, getting your zipper stuck is and no fun. Yeah. And to well, avoid that. Well, that's really not that much of it. That's no. not the, the impetus. No. Okay. No. Just... Uh, so yeah, probably just more of the thing trying to look and be different from what we would call the world or from the society around us. Sure. And the suspenders yeah. kind of go hand in hand yeah. with that. Yeah. In our area. Yeah. So that, but that would change depending upon the area too. Yeah. 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 Okay. So from community to community, that would change quite a bit. Yeah. Now what about haircuts? You see kind of a, a standard haircut. I think maybe we talked maybe we talked about this last podcast. We did, we a little did okay. bit, but that's okay. Yeah. So and that too kinda of goes in the same principle with the zippers Correct. buttons. Correct. Try to you know, local separated from the world. Yeah. Okay. Um, do you have outside of work uh, friends who aren't Amish? Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How yeah. how do you what what's the connection? Um, just, uh, so they're all Christian friends. Yeah. I mean, I shouldn't say all, but yeah, you know, and that would be what draw us more together. Okay. The faith Christian is a faith versus yeah. the lifestyle so much. Uh, we, yeah, we still would be friends. Want to be friends with everybody. Yeah. As long as they're not doing a bunch of bad influence and bad, you know, stuff that we don't feel. So that's right. why we don't hang out outside of work. Yeah. Yeah. No, just kidding. 
Oh, we just we live so many miles apart. That's true. Yeah, we're different in age. You have different callings in life. You're married. You have a, a few family, more kids. Right? Yeah. Yep. yep. You're called to lead them and go. So you're going to hang out more with the married people, right? Uh, yeah. Or do you hang out with a bunch of single guys? Uh, no, I don't. You're going to have yeah. to take your family with another family well, to go to do something. And you realize, well, and I don't know if this is true in the Amish uh, communities or not, but in a lot of just kind of general American communities, probably, you know, transcends nationalities too, but uh, your kids tend to dictate who you hang out with, mm-hmm. right? So who your kids are friends with, those are oftentimes then yes. the parents that you develop relationships yeah. with and yeah. then become friends. So. Yeah. And that will happen with the Amish too. Yeah. Um, sometimes maybe more the ch- parents will be friends and the children will automatically be friends because the parents were good friends. Yeah. Now, will I guess, and again, we're speaking about your experience, your community. Do you know many Amish people that have gone off to a four-year college? Normally, no, I don't. No, actually, I don't. Really. Is that something that would be okay? Or is that something uh, that kind of would as be... As an Amish lifestyle, they probably would not go take a college degree and then come back and still live the Amish lifestyle. They okay. would choose to leave the Amish lifestyle, go to a little bit more liberal lifestyle, and then come go back. to college. Then go to college. But they would usually not come back to be an Amish. Have you had many people that have kind of left the community embraced a more liberal lifestyle and then come back to being Amish? Is that a thing uh, that happens? That's where the Rumspringer would happen if they would do that. Okay. But usually not once they would have been a member of the Amish church. Yeah. They wouldn't go and um, leave and then come back. Okay. So that, that's not a common no. practice by no. any means. Okay. I don't feel so. Okay. Well, you know, it's been 45 minutes. Is it really? Yeah. And oh, uh, wow. I don't know if we got anything done here, but we have to... You know, certainly make it look like it. Yeah. Um, but if there's other questions that you listeners may have for Burton that we didn't cover today, uh, I will put up another um, uh, probably Instagram or Facebook story and you can share your questions there. You can uh, email them to me at brett, B-R-E-T-T, at farmershenhouse.com or you can email them to Burton yeah. at, what is it? Burton. Burton? Is it just Burton at farmersandhouse.com? Amish. Amish Amish AOL. Uh, yeah. Yahoo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hotmail.com. Better make that right before we have some, you know, people telling us that they tried sending me an email and they couldn't get through. What is your email? I can't remember off the top of my head. Do you not want to give it out? I don't care. Or do you want to pretend like you don't have one? I don't care. <laughs> My work one or what you have you no want? your work one maintenance maintenance maintenance, maintenance at farmers com. There it is. So that's me. You got multiple emails. Is that what you just indicated? I got a personal one that I use. Okay, that's pretty simple too. Beardless Amish guy at gmail dot com or what? No. Oh, just my full name. Oh my at goodness. Gmail.com. How many how many middle names do you have? Um, one. Just one. Okay. That I know of. All right. Yeah. Another one might come to you. Well, hey, uh, anyway. yeah, let's wrap this thing up, man. Uh, thank you all for listening. Again, this was What It Means to Be Amish, Part 2, with Verton Holtstetler. Did I get it right that time? Got it close enough. Holtstetler, uh, our maintenance manager here at Farmer's Hen House. 
and uh, volleyball extraordinaire, soon to be 2024 Olympics. Watch out. I can't remember when it started. Here we come. Yeah, next time. But anyway, thank you all for listening. We will talk to you next time. Bye.